Okay, I'm I'm checking the connection. This is me checking the connection, and uh, and my hair. I'm checking both the connection and my hair. These things both need to be checked thoroughly. Checking my um, everything really. Uh, I've um, I've decided to put on a linen jacket to celebrate the summer months. And I've decided to put on a tie to celebrate doing something, doing something at all. Uh, the sound, yeah. Well, I've got a thing. Look at my, look at my mic arm, uh, ye, and and think about everything for just one fucking second. Will you look at my mic arm and think about what's going on? Uh, it's a lot better. Look at my hands. I've got them free to. Uh, communicate and inform uh, and uh, to generally help out any words that I might be saying. I think a lot of people find arms very, very useful when trying to uh, communicate an idea. Tony Blair was a big fan of the, I will hit you on the nose with my knuckle, if you don't agree with me. And... um, and uh, and that's another good. Uh, my breasts are flat. Is another good uh, politician one. I don't think Theresa May. I can't remember her arms. It feels like so long ago that we were enjoying Theresa May together that I really can't remember uh, Theresa May uh, whatsoever. But um, I'm sure. I'm sure she did do something with her arms. And maybe if she didn't, Nick. Timothy was culpable, uh, not just in creating an unappealing policy platform, but in not uh, making sure uh, she did she did dance robot arms. Of course she did. Well, thank you so much to the Instagram Live audience for having their finger on the uh, pulse in terms of what the fuck I'm talking about, because I, I certainly didn't. I think I'm enjoying the sound a bit too much. I might uh, take it out. And that way it feels, it feels more mad this way, at least when you feel your, when you can hear the sound going through your ears into your own head, that's quite good because it makes it sound like a performance. Whereas this, we're all, we've, we've shorn away every layer of performance or uh, pomp circumstance. And now we're left with what this is, which is a man in his bedroom in the middle of a global catastrophe, uh, trying to uh, communicate with what little but excellent audience, uh, not little, but, you know, I mean, it's good. Um, uh, I don't understand uh, Anna Morris saying, are you an auto audio file? But I, I think that's what it says. But I also, Fjell? Fjell? Are you an auto audio Fjell? Fjell? Um, I, I can't understand that. I apologise for not being able to understand that. I think with one one ear in reality and one ear in my sense of performance is the way that I'm going to uh, do this. Um, right. Uh, how's everybody... I, I just need it to know that otherwise I, I will make the microphone pop. And also it reminds me, if I can hear myself, not to do too much um, swallowing or saliva... Uh, stuff, too much saliva stuff in the realms of uh, a, a podcast is always quite off-putting. And also, when 
you when when you listen to somebody that constantly sort of that globule of phlegm in the back of their throat uh, that won't ever leave and they you always want to go can you just clear your throat so i can carry on listening to the good football podcast that you're providing me because apart from apart from the huge wad wad is one of those words that only ever used to describe phlegm or cash uh i can't really think of a a wad of anything else i suppose people say wad of cum nowadays but that's only because it's a textural similarity to phlegm sorry about everything that i'm saying uh i've just this is the it's 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 what you say when you're waiting for the uh, stream to populate and um and and i think it's populated now so we could probably uh away we go uh, with today's um sedentary comedy topics that have been well i don't think no alex keely's um correctly interjected do they say what have come i think the question mark is as implied um they 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 do i do and i think that's what you knew that i meant i do i say it you might not say it but then you 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 have quite a, dif- a different attitude to language um uh, than i do well, they do la uh, lack or lac i don't know how you want me to say that uh, they they do um annoying things that other people do uh, that are probably fine is the first uh, topic uh, for today suggested by rosemary or somebody i can't remember now but i think i should start i do would you like me to say is that fun if i say the name i don't i'm not sure if it's fun if i say the name but i think i'll certainly i'm but you might not want me to you might have gone talk about this but don't tell anybody i told you to talk about it otherwise i'll think i was um a, 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 a shit or something like that so I think that uh, I'll just keep all of your suggestions anonymous, and but I'll also keep your email addresses and facility to contact you, so that next time I tour, should I ever tour uh, again, um, we'll probably talk about that later. What my plans are for the future, but I'm I'm dressing for the job that I want, which is why I'm wearing a suit right now. I'm dressing for the job that I want, which is any and any job uh, that is salaried. A suit usually suggests a salary and i'd like to have a salary i'm done with uh cash in hand i'm done with backs to follow i'm done with a check i got a check recently i'm not sure where the check is but i got a check and and i'd like to be a a salaried man from now on uh okay the first topic is annoying things that other people about other people that are probably fine um now everybody's going to have their own uh things that are irritating and i think the person who sent this was more interested in uh who uh who i find irritating uh for no reason that's probably fine rather than things i find irritating but why i think one of the most irritating things that people can do is when you see somebody walking down the street and they're eating something like a kind of iced bun or uh like a millie's cookie or some treat but they're in a rush and they're eating the treat in a rush and i don't think that it's okay that you should eat a treat in a rush because i think you disrespect the treat you disrespect yourself you need to engage this is something i say quite a lot uh, especially to jesse who sort of lives like a 
kind of a, a monk and not even one of the monks that's good to themselves it's just leaves constant leaves and nuts it's a nightmare um but she's very pleasant to go into the toilet after um you need to engage your pleasure centers that's the key uh the key phrase for me is you can't be rushing along Tottenham Court Road late for a meeting and n- fucking n- throwing, forcing this Millie's cookie or whatever, a, a boost bar. A boost bar sort of seems like it might have more utility uh, than, a, than a Millie's cookie. But hammering it into your face. Don't. Think about it. Engage your pleasure centres. You don't. What makes you think? It's Tuesday anyway. What do you what do you think you deserve a treat for? You don't deserve a treat. It's a Tuesday. Come on. You need to be a little bit more thoughtful about the stuff that you're you know putting into your mouth if you'll excuse the expression. And I it's like if I was fucking somebody somebody my girlfriend probably and I started reading Wired magazine. If you're going to have a treat, then you should fully try to engage with the idea of what it is. Because the thing itself deserves that respect, I think. People have put thought into, oh, white chocolate is good with raspberry, isn't it? And how do you get it all gooey? And how am I going to get the right level of brown sugar and butter and good stuff to dissolve on the palate of this ungrateful, hurried monster that I've just served my delicious... This was somebody's... It's like, I don't... Another irritating thing that people do is talking when I'm performing a gig. And I... 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 See these people have come to me for a laugh. That is the treat. I'm sorry, but I am in that... in, In that context, I'm your treat. In perhaps in this context, depending on how uh, you know well this is doing for you at the moment, but I I've never ever ever understood you t- coming to talk. You're you you you're coming to watch me perform comedy is an admission that I'm better than you <laughs> at at comedy, or at least to hear in that moment. That's why you're there. You would like to hear me talk as a little bit of respite from having to hear each other talk, or I've I've obviously got a very cynical and shit idea of what stand-up comedy is, and I'm sort of forcing it through a more bitter prism for your own enjoyment, but there is a a nook uh, of my brain that really does believe this. It's, It's good, What's going to be lovely in this podcast is the listening to the birds chirping. That's going to be a pleasant little thing for you all to uh, get on board with. Um, so obviously that's another irritating thing that's probably fine. I, I, but unlike, I think, when people are irritated by things that other people are doing, it's usually because it reflects on some deficiency in them. I'm annoyed at this trait in somebody else because I want to fuck them and they don't want to they don't want to do that back or they're fucking somebody I hate to boil it all down into fucking all the time but Freud was right and there really is no more rudimentary driving force for our consciousness than the fact that we all just want to come everywhere the whole time and that is those are the facts and I'm I, I, I can't help you anymore um like comedians get annoyed at critics 
Oh, God, I hate that critic. He's really annoying. He can't write at all. It does feel very frustrating that somebody should be able to meet judgment on you and you not on them. But I can. Here, there are 55 people. But it's not entertaining for you to tell me to tell you my, me to tell you my opinions on any of them. I think that there should be a more even spread background-wise of critics, perhaps in the gender and skin colour department. I think that might solve a few problems. Uh, but 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 that that's that. But in terms of the output of the uh, Steve Bennett is just a fantastic comedy reviewer. Very rarely you get somebody that's uh, that that insightful about something as niche as comedy. But he's he's brilliant at it. Another thing that really annoys me is the habits of open spot comedians, and I have. I have them still after 14 years of having done it. But the the habits of open spot comedians and their tortured phraseology and their unnatural rhythms, it's just, I cannot stand watching them. And I have in that moment absolutely no patience for the fact that they're trying to get better, even though I am trying to get better. And we all should be always trying to improve. And improvement is one of the merry dances we go on uh, throughout our lives, self-improvement, fantastic. However, I have no time for somebody getting on stage and going, um, I've, uh, I've got a bit of a weird, got a bit of a weird uncle. I'll give you an example of this. Why would you say I'm, I'll give you an example of this. I'll give, I'll give you an example of this. That's not a, na- that's, I'm, I'm quite a curious person. I'll give you an example of this. The other day, just say the other day and then start your thought. We're not going to go, oh my God, is there some sort of broader context for this? Is he like a, a, alive or is she got shoes on? What's going on? Why Why is this being said? So if you're an open mic stand-up, stop doing that and stop laughing at yourself. I did it earlier, but I hated myself for it very soon afterwards because don't forget that I can see myself in the screen so as soon as I saw me <laughs> laugh at myself yes what do you call it something beginning with p it's a waste of words waiting for text it just said it's a waste of words and there is a, a p it's like when you say I do love you that's a perithinith something in literature that's uh, one of the like a a bit of a boo-boo linguistics wise <laughs> I did it again ah. but you must, you must, you must uh, listen to that um, uh, uh, advice. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, la, 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 no, 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 it's not tautology. It's something like, I think tautology is when you say it, Alex. Uh, I think what I'm talking about is I'm going to, I mean, I'm, we'll, 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 let's all go to the pub and talk about it. <clears throat> okay. Number two. Uh, does anybody have any, uh, my dad said something a little while ago. Uh, no, Chris, no, Dominic, no, no, no. Oh, no, this is not good content. I never, as a former smoker, understood smoking walking around during the day. Yes. Neither neither did I, as a former smoker. Never understood anybody, um, uh, anybody not, like, the whole point. If you're going to commit this drawn-out form of self-slaughter, which is what smoking is, then why would you not savour it? If you're going to murder yourself over time, enjoy it. Don't, oh, God, I've got to... This is actually a very... Needs us on to our next one. Beautifully. Um, 
sit there and smoke. I love smoking. Smoking has the same sort of uh, visceral satisfaction for me that um, uh, that, that, that when you're a kid and you breathe, it's cold and you breathe out and you can see your... There's real uh, joy in that because you go, oh my God, my functions. I can control my functions. That's my... That's, I'm breathing. I'm alive. And there's something so satisfying about the primal joy of seeing your organs at work is fantastic so there's a really ironic satisfaction in smoking because you you drag in and then you heave out these plumes of smoke this is why losers vape all the time because they can create huge sort of prehistoric levels of um well prehistoric levels of vegetable glycerin fart whatever the thing that comes out your face is and everybody goes oh that's that's me at work so smoking the satisfaction of it is to see the fact that you function even though the byproduct of it is you do actually function for less time than you would were you not to do it maybe there's a life lesson in there about something you just sort of got to trust it's going on don't 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 investigate too much you don't want to see how the sausage is made otherwise you end up getting lung cancer okay um and it leads us on to the second one addiction now there are different levels to addiction um i believe and uh usually is reserved for those things like booze gambling um in an in a betting shop uh narcotics uh all the things that you'd rather stay anonymous for. Uh, you can be addicted to other things, but if enough people are addicted to it, you don't need to stay an anonymous for it, and you can have a nice... You can just talk to anybody. I'm really addicted to, like, um, Cheerios. And you go, well, I, that, I, that's, that might be a problem for you, but it's not going to ostracise you in society, so you probably don't need to form your own group where you can chat about that in a church basement. I think you'll probably be fine talking to anybody about an addiction to any cereal brand, um, uh, Rolos, maybe not even a, a food stuff. Maybe uh, you're addicted to... I'm addicted to my phone. Uh, and it is... The difference between like, oh, I like something so much, I have it a lot. That's not an addiction addiction is it that's just liking something enough that you want to consume it or have it done to you whatever it is regularly so it's not an addiction an addiction is something where you need the thing to feel uh, regular or safe and my phone and also when I, I would think about going i must not use my phone so much and then we'll uh through second nature just have things appear on my phone it's it's absolutely uh, 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 awful to feel so much like I'm being reckless with my future mind because in the same thing that anything that is addictive will ruin your alcohol, um, uh, alcohol will ruin your liver and kidneys and, you know, heart and entire body and family life and narcotics, uh, similar vibe and... Uh, uh, Whereas when you when you're addicted to your phone, it's just it's 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 there. 
it's just there. Hate, uh, Dad has said, uh, hate, Michaela has said, I'm addicted to reading, which is, um, whilst fantastic for you, um, I, 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 it's made me feel quite poorly about myself, sadly. And that's something that older generation will say to you. I'm not assuming that you are any age, Michaela. You're, you're too, your picture is too small for me to make any sort of uh, age judgment uh, about you. Uh, but the older generation, uh, as a separate point, will often say, uh, um, oh, you, are you, you don't, I read so much when I was your age, I read so much, I read so much when I was your age, did you, good, good for you, when you were my age, did you by any chance have an entire set of encyclopedias, porn, and a carrier pigeon that could travel at Mac 98 on you at all times? Because if you didn't, then it was probably a lot easier for you to get a bit of hefty reading done. Whereas I've got so many consumable goods through uh, eight inches of liquid crystal. Fucking hell. Michaela's 25. So well done for you for reading. No, I, I, because it's, it's whenever people want to uh, have a trait themselves that they don't possess, that they are informed exists in somebody else, they become rank with jealousy. And that's what's happened to me, Michaela. It's not a judgment on you. I am, I'm jealous. I wish I read, uh, or I wish I were addicted to reading, because that's how you become, you know, like Bill Gates or David Foster Wallace or um, whatever. They're addicted to reading, so they, uh, so they do that. I'm 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 addicted to, and also it's addict. It, if uh, your phone as 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 an addiction is, it's hard to give up. You can't give it up cold turkey because it's too convenient. Ha- heroin, despite the fact that it might be immediately more damaging to those and you around you, it is easier to give up cold turkey than a phone. <laughs> is that, that that's probably not true but it could be true and because your phone your phone's like giving up transport you can be addicted to going on public transport and being on public transport too much ruins your life but th- there is a thing if you if you need to quit public transport cold turkey you will find it very hard to get anywhere and that's what i feel like with my phone i can't quit i could get a nokia 3310 but then i'd rather be i'd rather be a fucking addicted phone droog than one of those self-regarding tits it's an old phone i've got such old technology because i'm not really i'm not really into that sort of thing the performative grandeur of these people with their old phones going it's just a bit of an old phone it it makes me vomit bitterly um my biggest addiction is my phone that's what i'm talking about nikki my new phone is so good. What a good bit of kit. Uh, does spending time with your phone help you put the kit? <laughs> I read that the wrong way around by accident, but it was amusing. Does spending time with your phone help you put the kids down? No. Does spending time with your kids help you put the phone down? Um, uh, yeah, but they're familiar with my relationship with my phone. And, and also, Jesse a lot more wants to document them through the phone which i don't really like because there should be a more uh organic interaction with 
the children then if you're capturing them then you then you take away something from the moment itself so whilst you might be able to remember the moment the remember the moment will never be what it was if you didn't capture it you see what i mean that's how i feel about um about that okay fucking hell the next one is heavy as shit does anybody have any questions that they'd like to ask at this juncture there are three questions uh note they're all just emojis that are cry laughing emojis which is whilst nice for my ego hasn't done too much to move the podcast uh or or instagram live depending on how you're consuming this uh forward uh, the next topic is what is the meaning of life so if anybody has any uh bright ideas about um uh, it wasn't periphrased from earlier scary 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 bradshaw which is uh, a play on carrie bradshaw's name from uh, sex and the city um it says was it paraphrase it, it wasn't uh and i don't know what a, a periphrase is apart from perhaps a phrase in no that's too shit um uh what's michaela reading right now is another question well we don't we don't this is not what this is for dad um what is the meaning of life uh there is no meaning well i suppose if you uh I I think if you depends uh, I suppose as your own conscious entity it's up to you to give your own life meaning I wonder if there's any way of, that I can talk about this without descending into uh, cloying dog shit uh, I, I wonder if there's any way that I could talk about what the true meaning of life is First of all, with any authority, which I don't have, obviously, because I'm not a deity, nor even a very smart human man. Um, and the, but there is but the, the, the purpose. It, it just because something is it came to be randomly doesn't mean there is no purpose. Obviously, just because something happens because of a coincidence doesn't mean there is no purpose for it at all. And also. Uh, if you are if you are a conscious entity then all these things like the idea of purpose and language they're not you can't say there is no purpose because the lack of purpose that it, come on phone don't do that to me jesus Christ. okay we're back sorry about the little glitch for fuck's sake um uh well, oh, there's a difference between a purpose and a meaning. Well, I'll carry on talking for a little bit, Anamora, whilst you tell us what you mean uh, or, or, or propose. Uh, that doesn't quite work. Uh, by that. Uh, no, it was just a little glitch. Um, <clears throat> uh, <laughs> the meaning of life is thus. Uh, love. Because everything like meaning, meaning is a completely human construct so yes without humans there is no meaning but without humans there's also no purpose because purpose is a human creation so there is there is purpose you're expecting purpose to relate to something exterior to human beings themselves whereas of course there's a purpose because we otherwise why would we carry on we want to live and why do we want to live because we want to experience love and we want to experience um, 
pleasure, which is why we should slow down when we eat our fucking Millie's cookie or in, take our cigarettes in. It's about and and true pleasure that's why i think like these these seven commandments that we have they're not stupid despite the fact that we i i'm not religious i don't imagine that too many people watching are either um but you know there's a difference between having the one millie's cookie and having 98 millie's cookies because that will make you feel like shit it's about living a good life in both a pragmatic and an immediate sense which is why the the cookie will feel very nice immediately but in the long run what will make you feel nice is not having a million cookies because blood sugar spikes will affect your mental health poorly without uh, amazing and, and impressive of me to um make a, a conversation about the meaning of life so incredibly dull and about um uh that love to humans and animals are you still vegan alfie do you extend your love to all animals yes i'm still vegan no i don't extend my love to all animals some of them i would if if snake was widely available to eat i would eat snakes unless i hear that there is some uh i just don't i don't i don't like them personally and i would i would i would kill and also people go oh well would you kill the chicken yourself i kill the snake i'd definitely kill the snake can't i hate them I hate them, and I feel like it's a personal... They, they, the snakes are snakes to fuck with me. That's what I feel about them. And I'm creeped out and irritated by snakes, and I want, I want to eat them. I don't just want to kill them. I want to eat them as well. Because me uh, eating them will, will let other snakes know he didn't just kill us, he actually ate us. That's how much he wanted to assert his dominance over us is that he wanted to he wanted to eat us um so that's the meaning of life i think i think i i think there was one moment of sort of semi-succinct stuff um the meaning of life is about seizing the moment and enjoying every moment of your journey regardless of how it happens well that's nice but also i don't think that that is um I suppose, yeah, if you want to get, uh, a, you know, uh, existential about notionally what each moment entails, then, yeah, Sartre has that thing about changing your project. I think I mentioned that a couple of weeks ago, where each moment, even if it's shit, you improve or use to get you towards a certain uh, point. But seizing the moment might be good in the moment but the meaning of life is to eat snakes that's where that's where we are and also if you gesticulate with um your 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 cards in your hand that means that quite a lot of people go i respect him or or her or whoever um debate vegan gains on the ethics of eating snakes uh, i would love to he has a huge following and i'm sure that uh i'm sure that uh, a lot of people would like to uh watch uh, your life i'll re- hold my hand over the thing so your life purpose consists of the central motivating aims of your life the reasons you get up in the morning purpose can guide life decisions influence behavior shape goals and create meaning okay there's quite a lot to unpack in a second sentence purpose can guide life decisions purpose can guide life decisions influence behavior uh, and shape goals and create meaning your life purpose consists of the central motivating aims 
of your life. So, you, you, in other words, your life's purpose is your life's purpose. Uh, and you choose your life's purpose. I agree with all of that. That was very succinctly and well put, Anna. Thank you very much indeed for taking the time to write that. Um, and 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 there we are. Uh, section four, and we're going to have to rattle through these because we're running out of time a little bit, and my dinner is on the hob. Um, hopefully this one will be quite funny because the one after it really isn't very funny. Um, Dominic Cummings, and th- that's the, the whole theme, so I can run where I want with just the, the, the idea of, of Dominic Cummings of Dominic Cummings. Uh, Dominic Cummings is uh, from County Durham. Dominic Cummings looks like Megamind. Uh, Dominic Cummings uh, seems like quite an untoward and socially uh, unskilled person. Dominic Cummings, uh, during the first part of lockdown, now you have to uh, engage with the idea, I suppose, that Dominic Cummings is uh, Boris Johnson's chief strategist, and one of Johnson's strategies was to create a lockdown. And then, as the strategists uh, that probably, uh, given his job title, helped create the strategy to lock down, he then uh, moved uh, away from his house where he lives in Dalston, which really makes me very proud to have moved back to West London, away from uh, those sorts of fuck pigs. Con- contrary opinions, big silly trousers and silly shoes and an oversized scarf and all these things about his... Uh, my identities. My identity is pretty great, actually, and that's why I live in Dalston. No, live in Shepherd's Bush, like a good, honest, linen suit-wearing-in-the-summer-months man. That's me. I'm. Be- I should be. I don't want to be Boris Johnson's chief strategist, but I. I would. I right now. I take the job as Boris Johnson's chief strategist because that would mean that I got the job. And also, you can fill that fucking shit balloon up with whatever you want. You could create whatever thing you wanted to do. You know. Um. So, yes, he grew up in uh, Durham, where even in the 80s, and here's something that really makes me distrust Dominic Cummings, he grew up in the 80s, and he was a, uh, and that's when he was like a teenager, like Billy Elliot age, <laughs> that's what I read in the uh, explainer of it, when he was Billy Elliot's age, no, of course not, um, he was a big Thatcher fan. Like, and that's the problem, is that you haven't changed your mind since you grew a pubic hair. How could we possibly, how could you trust yourself? Surely you must think your decisions are weighted in one direction. It's too much built into your, like, being anti-everybody else around you. He's super smart, but he's, this is the thing, is that people become very, very intelligent when they, uh when they always have the opposing opinion opinion to everybody else. Or they at least grow a certain sort of intelligence. This is why it's very, very hard to argue with uh, 9-11 truthers, because they've always done more research than you. It's Whenever you speak to a 9-11 truther and go, I think that actually it probably wasn't an inside job and that that's maybe slightly insensitive and just, uh, no, no, uh, well, I actually know about the temperature that metal melts, I know about jet fuel, I know about how fast planes can go when they're flying low, I know about 
like like how possible it would have been i've seen pictures that you haven't seen okay really well you have actually done a lot of research into this and i i haven't because i sort of just i i accepted uh, what i believed to be true but luckily for me i've met you and you've uh, enlightened uh, a lot of uh, previously dark areas of my knowledge base uh, with the with the with with quotations of the Netflix documentary that you watched that I didn't. Thank you very very much for all of that, uh, Dominic or somebody like Dominic. Um, I cannot believe he got to do that in the rose garden, looking like he just fucked it at a bake sale. Awful awful but what most aggravated me was the fact that he um he went oh yeah i was chesting my eyesight he's so smart he went to oxford and even at oxford doing this degree with all these other fucking people who got into oxford in the first place even in the context of them all of his tutors said yeah he's on another level smart there is no way uh that he thinks that will believe that he was testing his eyesight by going to Burnham Castle. The only thing that you can say for that story is it's funny. He's been very funny. He was driving to Barnard Castle with his... He, there's no way he doesn't get the joke. He's too smart. Unless he, and which he very, mel, very well may do, lack the emotional literacy to really engage fully with the idea of humour. Uh, but it's a, I, I think what it is, it's the big fuck you. Fuck you. I was driving to test my eyesight. Fuck off. I don't care. I would. I hadn't. I haven't practiced. I haven't. I'm better than all of you. I'm better than everyone. And it's that worrying state where you somebody is so smart and so sure of their own opinions that they go, "I don't need to explain myself anymore." F fuck you. I don't need uh, to. I, I don't need to because who the fuck are you? A pig? You're a pig, and I'm great. Look at me. I'm fucking mega mind. So shut up. Okay. And Boris Johnson's never going to sack him. He knows that. that There's complete job safety in that Boris Johnson's never going to sack him because that would be like a, a cock sacking the pudendal nerve. You, you, you can't function without it. Why would you sack the thing, the cock all smug going, <laughs> I, uh, I sacked the pudendal nerve, so I uh, won't be having any more thoughts or queries uh, from that direction of course now of course all I am is a a soft uh, permanently soft feelingless cock that sort of involuntarily dribbles out piss every now and again but I sacked the pudendal nerve um, another thing I didn't get was Emily Maitlith uh, giving her opinion on it and then there being quite a lot of political journalists that were saying um i thought the bbc was meant to be impartial i thought the bbc was meant to be impartial i don't understand this uh, what i take to be a misreading of uh of what it is to be impartial being impartial doesn't mean that you don't ever go, this, this, <laughs> this is a bit shit. If Boris Johnson started just, like, he got both of his nipples out and started trying to milk them while singing Cher or something, would it be ruining BBC impartiality laws for everybody to go, um, um, what's going on? What's going, what's going on? 
or, or or would it be the correct thing in the interest of impartiality for everybody to go um uh fucking stop it mr prime minister could you stop it please because that's that's a that's a weird thing to do okay it's impartiality means and it's been hit upon by both the left and the right all saying uh, they were uh, they the, they were correctly adjudging us to have behaved in a shit way but then stating the fact that we were behaving in a shit way means that they're being um partial the correct and here here's my suggestion for a bbc political commentator acting impartially everything is fucked who the who the fuck is the prime minister is it is bonkers it is it's mad that somebody who uh, you know threatened to beat up journalists and does th- th- all of these things can be true at the same time and yet fate still conspires to make him prime minister and it's only because he's that fucking useless and he knows that dominic cummings dominic cummings has far more on him than he has on dominic cummings where are you driving to fuck off that's where i was driving to boris fuck you you stupid Far. You look like somebody came into a blancmange and let it grow. Okay. I don't know if that was any, if that was worth anything. Um, the next subject is not funny. The next subject is the our reaction to the killing of George Floyd. George Floyd was the man uh, in America recently, the other day, who uh, had his neck knelt on uh, by a policeman and then died in hospital some hours afterwards. And it's the latest in a succession of um, police uh, brutality against the uh, black community. Now, immediately... I, I, whenever there's a news story like this and everybody uh, starts tweeting about it, here's my honest and personal reaction to when everybody starts tweeting about it. I just think, yes, obviously, why are you bothering to, and my instinct doesn't, of course, it's important to tweet about it because then it puts more pressure into the you know, the big opinion in the sky, the big throbbing consciousness of the human reality that we all, yeah, we all acknowledge that this is shit. So if you change the consciousness to, and digital media, I suppose, helps with that, uh, that we can all agree. But my brother texted me and said, it's really bad about this, isn't it? And I just went, yes, obviously, what a bizarre use of time for you to text me that. But that's, my, I'm, I'm acknowledging this is my wrong instinct and not the right way. I'm just being honest about my instant reaction and how it might be useful to acknowledge one's instant reaction in these sorts of things. I never, it's never my instinct to tweet. I have to kick myself out of my own brain, dragging and kicking and screaming to do a tweet in the end. That's why I I hardly ever do it. And this is a, you know, it's an amazing thing I ever got this um, done. But I think, despite the fact that I hate Twitter and I hate uh, what I call performative goodness, which I don't think this is, but it could be confused as it, I suppose. And it comes, what I find most remarkable about the whole thing 
is that the black community in America aren't are, are dealing with it in such an incredible way. Not it, this one instance of it, but all of them. If you, there's been very little kind of violent reaction, very little uh, response that you wouldn't deem as anything other than so incredibly uh, balanced and almost re- remarkably so. And like you look at um, in uh, Tunisia in, was it 2011, when uh, Mohamed Bouazizi, the street vendor, was um, selling his stuff and uh, somebody gave him a ticket and said, you can't sell your stuff there. Um, And he went, what the fuck are you on about? I always sell my stuff here. And the authoritarian government in Tunisia basically made him feel stupid, ridiculed him, and he set himself off on fire and that was the and that was the beginning of the arab spring people were sick uh, of having their dignity removed and when you take people's dignity away they can react in extreme ways because people need dignity to survive and i i suppose it's a credit to what uh, a dignified response it's been they haven't let anybody take uh, their dignity away uh but in terms of the appropriate response from us, shit eater in Shepherd's Bush, who is miles away, what what effect can you have? You just have to hope that, like, you know, your vote counts, even though it feels like it doesn't. Your tweet counts, uh, even though it feels like it doesn't. So we can all confirm in each other's consciousness that we all agree that it can't carry on. Special side note, wasn't the mayor of Minnesota handsome? Um... <laughs> that's probably inappropriate but it is it's a fucking okay that's my thoughts about that okay sorry they weren't very funny but uh i feel like it's better than it wasn't funny okay the sixth and final uh topic um uh is who am i without pints football and stand-up now i'm thinking uh, in this uh, lockdown, uh, which is sending me sending me fucking crazy, sending me crazy. Uh, I have had everything that I help um, identify me as me, more or less. The things that construct me as a person are I am a very good pint. I'm a good person to go for a pint with. The the social ritual of the pint is something that I dearly, dearly love as a unit for something to fucking and it and it and it it, it creates a a smoother access to difficult conversation portals in a, in the right way. With whiskey, you go from how have you been to I'm not sure if I've ever really loved her in the space of a few glasses. With pints, the journey towards that point in the evening feels more natural. Like you got there without, like booze wasn't even a thing. It was just some uh, uh, a good a good adult treat that you were enjoying some in the company of somebody else. Um, football. I'm I'm a huge and uh, obsessive Liverpool football club fan. I'm I'm, I'm sure I've made that um, abundantly clear in my social media presence and indeed my life and stand-up which is the thing that i've been doing since i was 18 years old so where the fuck do i go without any of the who do i i'm wearing a suit i might wear a suit from now on or i might never flush the toilet again or i need a thing now 
I need a thing. I was genuinely looking at um, MAs. I want to do another MA. Or not another MA. I want to do an MA. I never even done a BA. Um, if I got to do an MA, then my life would be heading in a direction. I'm, I could write a sitcom, I suppose, but just because people are good at writing stand-up doesn't mean they're good at writing sitcoms, and it's arguable as to whether I'm even very good at writing stand-up. I am, I think I am, but it's not pleasant to say that. So, okay, we've got four questions. I'm not sure that that topic was very good, or at least I, um, I'm i not sure. It's just more laugh-cry emojis. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Sedentary Comedy for the evening. Now, if you have a, a question, uh, what's my favourite brew? My favourite brew is uh, Lagunitas. Uh, it is strong. I'm also, to complete the cliche of myself in terms of stand-up pints and football, it's like... Uh, I am such a stereotype of what it is to be a sort of 33-year-old man. Oh, why don't do an MA? Why don't do an MA? What am I going to do? Do a BA? Should I do a BA before I do an MA? I want to do something. I like education. I like the idea of learning. I like the idea of going up to Peter Singer and saying, Hey, sir, thanks for teaching me this stuff. I haven't actually... um, I read Practical Ethics, but I didn't understand it because I haven't done an MA. So I need to do an MA. In philosophy, probably. Uh... Well, no, I'm not old. I didn't say I was old. Did I say I was old? Uh, my favourite pub to go to in Liverpool is uh, the um, the Lodge, Lark Lane. I like the Lodge and Lark Lane. I uh, also like performing in Hot Water Comedy Club and the fill next to it, whilst it's a bit of a tourist trap because of the historic toilets, is also a nice place for a pint. And the last time I went in there, there was a charming man and... Uh, uh, he'd written a sci-fi book, and he gave me and uh, my friend Jamali Maddox, who 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 may even be successful enough now uh, that that's name dropping. Uh, but uh, when I first met him, it wasn't name dropping. He was just a boy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, instead of pints, I'll probably start drinking whiskey and wine. Um, she told you what she was reading, Dad. Michaela told you what she was reading. I've gone too much into the comments this week. That's a shame. Um, instead of football, I think I'm going to have to like, I already like cricket, but maybe take up tennis or something. And instead of stand up, I'm going to do my fucking MA just to aggravate hump, even though it's a expensive and only an exercise in validation. You can read it. Yeah, but you can't talk to the people and they don't, it's about having, you're paying a lot of money to have somebody cajole you, but it's not expensive in a real sense. It's like a Netflix subscription. It's expensive over the thousands of years that you pay for your Netflix. If somebody said to you, hey, do you want to get Netflix? It's going to be several thousand pounds over the course of the next few years. You'd go, no, that sounds far too expensive, but it's six ninety nine a month, which is sort of like, you know, that's what uh, a degree is. It's, it's it, You pay a little bit a month. It's like a subscription service. That's what they should do. They should do a subscription service, like instead of calling it tax anyway, you know my opinions on that. You might do. Um, Favourite comedy club in Manchester? Um, I really liked uh, the Zoo Zoo Comedy Night. The Excess Malarkey. It's not a comedy club, it's a comedy night. But And it's also apparently one of the best online uh, comedy gigs at the moment, uh, run by the beautiful and wonderful Toby Adioki. Um, okay. Uh, ladies and... No, not Frog and Bucket. I don't like Frog and Bucket. Sorry if that's... Uh, 
disappointing to you. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you have anything that you'd like to say or address in the closing moments of this broadcast, please let it be known now. Uh, as it stands, this is to... Um, this is the end. So you can listen to this as a podcast. It's uh, where... Uh, it's it's where it's where you can hear all the episodes so far, um, and uh, the, the the Patreon the pa the patron on in Manchester was good. Anyway, I've, I'm gonna have to edit the shit out of this ending now. Um, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for watching. Uh, it's please, will you would you watch if there were two a week? First of all, because I I feel like I'm waiting for these to come along too much, and I need to keep my brain active. Um, and also, I think a podcast in lockdown probably better to have two a week. But I could do one pre-recorded. But would you watch two a week? Um, you can listen to it all on um, iTunes and all of the other ones. And please, will you take a screenshot of it and uh, and 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 say that you enjoyed it if you enjoyed it, uh, so that other people might watch because that's how these sorts of things function. Um, thank you very much, everybody. Uh, and also, fucking, if you've got anything that you want me to talk about for next week, please will you send it to me now. You can either do it on contact at alfiebrowncomedian.com or you can do it just on my DMs because um, that's the way that life works. Um, two a week only if different format approach. I do know Hump and he's... Uh, the great love of my life so it's he's not um being brusque with me he's being charming in a way that only he can um okay ladies and gentlemen thanks very much indeed for watching uh bye bye and have good times thanks very much <laughs>